Yeah, maybe I should just do the- yeah. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. Long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony, but everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Only the Avatar, master of all four elements, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. A hundred years passed and my brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he still has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe Aang can save the world. Welcome to a bonus episode about Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, so I'm here with Bethany. And first, I just want to say that, like, I'm so relieved that you liked this show. I really did. I didn't think that I would not. I thought that I would like it. I didn't think I would like it as much as I did. That's like, I was... So, some... Back, backing back up, up back first. Up. <laughs> so, um, obviously, I'm sure everyone already knows that Avatar The Last Airbender um, dropped on Netflix, like, I don't know, probably a month ago now at this so, point. Yeah. And the world freaked out. Rightfully so. <laughs> it was, it was like, number one on Netflix Look, for a week we all, or so. We all needed it. Yeah, we all needed <laughs> it. And <laughs> there's, a, there's a great TikTok, and it's a guy at a protest, and he goes like, Hey, I mean, I'd love to be at home right now catching up on Avatar instead of fighting for my rights, but here we are. Here and then are. someone else and someone was like, the police are the Fire Nation. And someone else was like, only only Obama, master of all, <laughs> of all four nations, could s- save us. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. <laughs> oh, so funny. Um, and so Bethany, uh, so listeners, obviously, you know, I love Avatar. I've made many references. And then Bethany has like some vague memories from childhood, but didn't watch the show. Mm-hmm. So when it dropped on Netflix, I was like, oh, please watch it. Meanwhile, fearing inside that like you would be like, I don't get like it. Sure, it's an okay show, but I don't get it. It's yeah. not that good. Yeah. Why are people obsessed with it? Mm-hmm. But you enjoyed it. I did. And I was I was also a little bit worried about that um, because there are some shows that people watched when they came out when we were in like elementary and middle school and just have that nostalgia thing with it. Yeah. Like I watched Halloween Town for the first time in college and everybody was like, oh my God, like our college put it on in the theater for everyone for Halloween. I went to go see that. And everyone was like, oh yes, this is so exciting. And I'd never seen it before. So I was like, all right, sure. Let's see what all the hype is about. And I hated it. Yes, yeah, like, the effects. so dumb. The effects do not live up. And my um, Disney Halloween movie is Hocus Pocus, and I've watched that with a friend who had never seen it before, and she felt the same way, and I was offended. Yeah. Like, this is this is cinematic brilliance, but, you know, there's a lot of that nostalgia that goes along with it, so going into Avatar, I was a little bit like, okay, I watched, like, a handful of episodes as a kid, loved it, thought it was so cool, um, but then wasn't allowed to finish watching it. This was like, well, is it still gonna hit the same way as an adult? Is it gonna be like, you know, I'm too old and grouchy Well, I was I was also kind of worried about that too because I don't think I had watched it probably since I was in elementary, middle Mm -hmm. school or something. Mm -hmm. And so I was worried that like, oh, it's gonna drop on Netflix and we're all gonna have this like 
collective collective yeah. realization that like maybe it actually isn't that good right, but like right. i think up. it really holds up mm-hmm. still yeah mm-hmm. there are a lot of themes that are still really relevant yeah. and a lot of like teachable lessons mm-hmm. that are going to be timeless mm-hmm. yeah so okay so i um sent bethany a couple questions just so that like she wasn't caught off guard <laughs> so we're just gonna do like a kind of a general somewhat loosey-goosey conversation but i figured these questions could be like interesting so the first one so what was your favorite episode okay so i told mary clay i'm bad i wrote down three but she said that's okay but i think you know there's probably similar themes in all of them uh, the first one I put down was from book one, chapter 20, which is the finale of season one, The Siege of the North. I loved that episode. I think that's the first one that we watched yeah. together on the like Netflix thing. Yeah, so Bethany and I did a couple Netflix watch parties mm-hmm. for I think we did them we did them for the two for the two part one and part one finale. and two of season one yep. finale. Mm-hmm. I think we did it for the finale of season two. Yes. And then the I think maybe Ember like Ember Island players. And then Ember yeah, I made her do it for Ember <laughs> Island players. <laughs> and then you came over for the last one. Um and then um, yeah. And then we yeah, we broke quarantine for the la- for the the big finale. Which yeah. by the way, I went back so because we watched it on your Netflix account, my Netflix account was like continue watching. Oh yeah. So I was like, "Oh, maybe I'll like go back and maybe watch the last 20 minutes or something just so that I can get it I'm one of those people, I hate when my Netflix queue is like, continue watching. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to watch it. I'm like, I finished it yeah. or whatever. So I went to click on it and they changed it. I feel like when we watched it at your place, it was four separate episodes that yeah. were all 20 minutes. They updated it and there's just one episode and it's 90 minutes. What? Wait, I'm going to pull this up now because I don't like that. And I mean, like, it's they just put it all in one thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's not separated That's into the four weird. parts. Did it come out like that? Like, did they, so they, did when they, they it I, four weeks? Or yeah, so it, no. So night? I think when they, yeah, I think it was a, it was like a two hour special okay. finale. Yeah. So it was in Comet, an hour and 32 minutes long. And the reason hmm. that, and also like the reason for the Ember Island Players episode yeah. is because they aired, so they aired that the week before and then they also aired it right before they did the finale and because Ember Island players acted as a like recap mm-hmm. for people who right. had maybe not because this was also listeners this was before the age of Netflix right? and online and you had to, wait you had to watch it mm-hmm. every week yep. or you had to catch or you had to like look ahead on the TV guide yep. schedule to be like oh they're gonna air the ep- this episode that I missed yep. so you, you might have missed a couple episodes of it and missed some parts and been like wait why are why, why is there this like weird tension between Katara and Zuko yeah. like what happened in Ba Sing Se or whatever <laughs> okay anyway I totally cut you off yes what were your You're favorite good. episodes You're good. um yeah so the season finale of book one um, I really liked so I'm a big Studio Ghibli fan uh like Miyazaki and that kind of thing and it felt really reminiscent of that with like uh, and going into the Avatar state, and that's the first time you really see him use it for, like, offense, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just a very grand, like, kind of epic battle, um, epic scene. Um, also, just I enjoyed the story for that one with Yue. That's her name, right? Uh, my girlfriend turned into the like, moon. <laughs> that's rough, buddy. I, so... When we were watching this, I sent you a met when that happened. I sent you the message in our chat saying like, 
You don't know it yet, but you're watching the start of one of the greatest lines from this oh, yeah. series. And it's about that. It was like a three seasons. Yeah, two yeah. seasons later. Yeah. My girlfriend turned into the moon. That's, That's rough, rough, buddy. buddy. <laughs> um, but I think that was the first episode where I was really like, this is a really good show. Like, mm-hmm. I'd been enjoying it up till then, but they kind of pulled it all out um, for the finale. Uh, my next one was in book two, chapter seven, Zuko Alone. Oh. I love Zuko so much. I love his character arc. I love how everything from the first moment you meet him up until the end is all working towards that end goal. Um, and that was just such a cool character building episode for him. It was a little bit filler. Like, there wasn't a whole lot of plot driven stuff. Um, but it kind of reveals a lot more of that world it was, that they're living in. It like, was definitely, it was more, it was a character yeah. episode. It mm-hmm. wasn't so much a plot episode, but yeah. it was a character episode of like for... setting up. Mm-hmm. And explaining kind of why, who, who he is, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And also just the way that others view the Fire Nation. Like, I think he says something, like, later near the end of season three about, like, you know, we were taught that the Fire Nation is this benevolent force that came through to, like, unite the nations and to help them. And that's not how they feel. They're terrified of us. And so that was kind of cool seeing, like, how Zuko's starting to realize that as he's interacting with the Earth Nation people. Mm-hmm. Um, which I really enjoyed that episode. Also, long-haired Zuko. Quality. Yes. Yeah, because that's also, like, one of the first episodes where his hair is, like, finally starting to grow out. Yep, yep. <laughs> there it is. Um, and then the last one was another kind of filler episode, The Tales of Bossing Say. Oh, my gosh. I like uh, the, the beginning with Iroh obviously broke my heart, but the rest of that episode... Falling so slow, like fragile tiny shells drifting in the foam. So, oh, also, I told Bethany, I was like, text me when you watch the Tales of Bossing Say, because I have, it's not a fun, it's a fact. It's, so it's not fun. It's not fun at all. I was all. like, I have something, I have information to tell you that will really, like, add to this episode. And when she finished it, I told her, I said, so the reason it said at the end of Iroh's tale, it says, like, this is, like, in memory or dedicated to Mako. Mm-hmm. Mako is the original voice actor for Iroh, and he died while they were in the midst of filming season, or recording season two. Supposedly, the leaves from the vine, that tale is the last audio that they got from him. I don't know how true that is, if that was, like, something someone just, like, wrote to make it sadder. Well, I read, too, which, again, could be something that somebody made up to make it sadder, but I read that he, like, recorded that when he already knew that he was dying of cancer. Oh, just awful, yeah. And then, um, the new voice actor, which, by the way, I couldn't, I'm sure if I hadn't told you that his voice actor died halfway through, you can't tell. tell. So, like, Mm Um, and his new voice actor was people, fans would ask him to like sing that song or whatever. He's like, no, that's not my song. Ugh. Yeah. I so, love him. Fun fact. I love yeah. Iroh. Iroh's my favorite character. All quality. So I think it's so interesting that, so follow up question. What mm-hmm. was your favorite season? I think too, because I feel like that's where a lot of character growth happens and it's where it really ramps up. That's true. Season yeah. One. Like season one, it's great obviously, but it's very much the intro. You're meeting the characters, you're getting to know the world, you're yeah. getting to know, like, the laws and the rules and everything. Um, and once that's established in season two, they can really ramp up with what's going on in, like, the character building yeah. and the the drama of just the whole world and everything. And I really like season three. Um, I kind of hit a wall in season three. 
Which maybe if I go back and watch it again, I would like it more. But I feel like I was really like grinding through the episodes. It's just, and I got midway through season three. It's so like, funny you tell me that because so for, so I want so my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. Mine are. I hope this can count because it's a it's a two parter. But yeah, mine are the boiling rock mm. where Zuko and Sokka go to the prison. Yeah. In season two, City of Walls and Secrets, which is the episode. With There's no war in Ba Sing Se. And you learn that the Dai Li is brainwashing everyone. I and thought about putting that, but I was like, I didn't enjoy that episode at all, though. It just freaked me out. It was amazing. So, I, so but, cool. And um, I, I really enjoyed that after I finished watching that episode, I would text Mary Clay every once in a while while I was watching it, mostly like goofy little thoughts or whatever. But I texted you after I finished that episode just in all caps, you, is this a children's show? Yeah. And no I, context. And she knew exactly what I was talking I said, yeah, about. Yeah, I sent her, I sent her, I replied <laughs> with the gif of there is no war in Bossing Se. Yep. Oh, and like, well, the thing is that rewatching it, I completely forgot that in that, that they replaced mm-hmm. Judy. That was the thing that got me. I forgot about that. Oh my god. So when that happens... And they open the door and they're like, oh, here's Judy. And they're like, that's not Judy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, got this big creepy grin on her face. That was the moment, like, all of the rest was was scary and everything. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. They're, like, often people that aren't complying with them. Like, that's so yeah, scary. So. But anyway, so my, my favorite season is the third season. Mm-hmm. And in particular, the second half of the season. Okay. In my opinion, when Zuko, so I would say from the invade from the um, eclipse, mm-hmm. epi- the solar eclipse episode on to the end of the sea, it's like qual- banger it's after banger after banger of yeah. an episode. Specifically because, so what? It's so funny because with the writers, they have the episode where Zuko joins them, and then after that. It's just Zuko field trip, Zuko yes. field trip, Zuko field trip. So then when it gets to the point where Toph wants to go on a field trip with him. I'm going with Zuko. What? Everyone else went on a life-changing field trip with Zuko. Now it's my turn. Like, I remember her making that joke, but I didn't realize that, like, oh, no, literally all of the episodes from the time Zuko joins them mm-hmm. to the time where there's the finale, they're all field trip episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love that the writers can, like, poke at themselves that way. Yeah. Like, they do a lot, mm-hmm. which is great. So, so I think it's interesting that you were like, oh, I was really struggling kind of halfway through season three, especially when I got midway. And I'm like, oh, yeah. really? Because that's when I was like, yeah. But I think, again, I'm Also, not... you didn't know at that point that Zuko, you didn't know right. what was to come. Right. And that's what I was excited for, is I knew that Z- there I were going to be all the I think I got Zuko to a point with season three. I'm really bad at binging. I don't binge shows at all. Like, two episodes of a show is enough for one day for me. Um, and I flew through this show. I was watching, like, an episode while I ate breakfast, an episode during lunch, episode or two. They're, they're like, 20 minutes. They're, they're 20 minutes, so they're quick. But I think I just kind of burned out by season three. And it was also getting to the point where it was like, I need to beat the internet in their, like, you don't, you know, you, yeah, their you time didn't know limit how it was before they end. start posting spoilers. Yeah. Because you kind of, we're kind of at that point now where people assume, like, everybody's finished it and now we can post more stuff. And I really wanted to beat that so I could still enjoy the ending. So I think yeah. the closer I got to the ending, the more it felt like, almost like a chore. Like, I was still enjoying it, but... So maybe yeah. if I went back and watched it again. And it's I funny because I also, I was totally binging it. And then I got 
through, I got through parts of season three and I kind of slowed down my watching, but kind of for the opposite reason, because I was like, oh wait, I've like flown through this. I need mm-hmm. to stop and savor it. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. okay. And then what was your least favorite episode? And we might have the same answer. I don't know that I have like a super least favorite. If I had to pick one, I was thinking of the one where Toph hustles people. They're like in the yeah, Earth Kingdom. Oh, yeah. I think I might have enjoyed that. I was kind of thinking about all your questions of like what 11 year old me would have thought versus what 26 year old me would think. And I think a lot no, of that, that was I'm sense, like, yeah. this is irresponsible of you all. You need to stop doing this. Which maybe if, <laughs> if I was a kid, I would have been like, oh, this is so funny. Like, yeah, they're they're pulling all these jokes and you're making such all this a guitar. I know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> My least favorite, and it's like the fan least favorite, is okay. The Great Divide, which is the one where they oh, go yeah. in the canyon with the two tribes yeah. and they're just annoying. Yeah. And it has absolutely nothing to do with the plot. Right. In le- like the only way I think they could have brought it back to make it better is if they brought the two tribes in on the invasion episodes. Yeah, that maybe been kind of a stretch. And what I appreciate most is that the writers acknowledged how much or how little people liked this episode. Mm-hmm. In the Ember Island Players episode, there's a moment in the play where they're flying and they're like, "Look, it's the Great Divide, the biggest canyon in the Earth Kingdom." keep flying (laughs) and that was the writers recognizing that like okay we all know this episode isn't fun yeah and what i specifically remember is that that was also an episode that they would play like they would like replay constantly oh really and like it was always on repeat and i'm like Mm. no one cares about this one right (laughs) anything else yes yeah that one i agree that one wasn't great I could appreciate (sighs) the you know modern application of two groups that just hate each other because of, of a conflict so conflict. yeah so long ago mm-hmm. that like you don't fully remember or understand it yeah. so yeah so what were some of your expectations going in having like picked up on some of the cultural mm-hmm. pieces and and whatnot yeah i had really high expectations going into this show like it's such a thing on the internet like not even i don't know let me back that up like you see people talking about it online all the time like even before it was on netflix just the last yeah like six-ish years of my life, I've seen all of these memes and all of these posts about, like, oh, Avatar's such a great show because it teaches kids all of these different themes and, like, the storytelling is great and blah, blah, blah. So I was kind of going into it with that and expecting, like, if other people are still super into this, it must be really good. Um, Not just, like, another regular kind of goofy kids show. Like, there must be something more substantial to this. Um, So I had rather high expectations for it. Um, I did know the things I had picked up. I knew about the cabbage guy. My cabbages! (laughs) All over the internet, so I knew about that. Truly enjoyed whenever he showed up in the show. I was like, ah, there's there's my cabbage guy. I recognize him. Knew that Zuko became a good guy. That was the only real spoiler that I got from the show, which... However, I think... What, I mean, granted, like, I knew what was going to happen with this character rewatching right. it. But I think they do, a good, like, there are definitely a lot of hints early on mm-hmm. that, like, yeah, it's he's, he's that. not really the main, like, even in season one, there are a lot of moments of, like, oh, he's he's not the main bad yeah. guy. Yeah. Especially once Azula is, like, introduced. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, we've just won up Zuko. Like, he's not our main concern anymore. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So I could tell going into it, like, that that's what was going to happen. But that was, like, my only main big spoiler, I think. Yeah. I mostly just wanted to see what all the hype was about. I did it live up to the hype? It did live up to the hype. Absolutely. Like, you know how you kind of build things up in your mind as a kid? Because, like, I did watch it a little bit, and I really, really liked it. 
And I remember talking about it with my friends a little bit and, like, seeing it. I would get on the, like, Nickelodeon website and, like, play games and stuff when I was a little kid. Um, And just, like, seeing it on there. So kind of wondering if my little kid brain was onto something or if, you know, it was kind of overblown. Yeah. Also, like, some, I don't know, background about my experience watching this. So Mm -hmm. I definitely... Like, I don't think I ever was like, oh, it's eight o'clock on Thursday. I have to sit down and watch Avatar. It's a new episode. Mm -hmm. But I definitely, I liked, I definitely liked it a lot. But my mom was like, that's a boy show or something. I was like, no, that's like weirdo. I think she probably thought it was like anime or something. Mm -hmm. Which is also like up for debate about whether Avatar The Last Airbender is anime or not. Because a lot of people are like, it's really inspired by anime. It is. I would say it's the most Western version of anime. It's super Western, yeah. Anyway, and so I think my mom was just like, no, that's like weirdo, like comic book nerd geeky stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She would always like make me feel weird if I if she like came in the room and I was watching it. So I would like watch it in secret. (laughs) It wasn't like forbidden, but it was like frowned upon. Yeah. So I would watch it in secret or whatever. Wait, so what was it like watching? So this is a children's show. Yes. Quote unquote, a children's show. Right, we think it's a children's show. Um, Except for those darker moments. What was it like watching this for the first time as an adult? Okay, so I think I weirdly got more into certain parts as an adult than I would have... Again, trying to think of like what 11-year-old me would have been really into versus what I connected with as an adult. There was a part, I think it was right at the the like season two finale. I was so scared to watch that. And I was like texting right. Mary Clay about it. The way that everything led up, like Zuko and Iroh had their tea shop. They were both happy he for was the first happy. time. Zuko went through his- Zuko went through his metamorphosis. Wait, the fandom has coined his angst coma. Yes. <laughs> Which is, I like forgot rewatching that part. It's so, it was so funny because it's like, oh my God, Zuko really did one redeemable thing. And I, like, you're so concerned. And collapsed over he it. He collapses. You're like, oh my, oh my gosh, God. what happened? Is he like He did a nice sick? thing. Is he like wounded? No, you're like, no. no, he just, he did a nice thing. Oh my gosh, that was so yeah. funny. So yeah, and Bethany was like, I'm scared to watch I the finale. legitimately, it wasn't even a like, oh, what if this happens? It was like, Iroh's going to die. Yeah. And I don't want to watch that because- And I, I had to him. tell her when we started, I was like, I was like, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything, yeah. but I'm going to remind you, this is a yeah. kid's show. She told me They're not going to kill anyone. This is not Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's no one's going show. to die. Don't worry about it. Even, yeah. like, even the one character, Jet, they mm-hmm. made it such an ambiguous <laughs> Did death. Did Jet just die? It's kind of ambiguous. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of... Did Jet just die? You know, it was really unclear. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah, but, no, it's a kid's show. Yeah. And I think, like... You know, the way that you engage with entertainment over time changes because, you know, we're always watching stuff and always learning more about, like, storytelling. And so that's what I got from that scene was, okay, well, they've lined up all of these things. I know how this story plays out. It's going to end tragically for somebody, um, which I don't think 11-year-old me would have connected yeah. those dots necessarily, which is interesting. I also remember, it's funny thinking back, uh, the episode that like hit me the most when I was 11 that I got up to, I only watched a little bit, was after the kids were like out in a storm and Katara and Sokka got sick and Aang has to go and like find the medicine or whatever. Oh, I have to say, side note, that's also another one of my favorite episodes is because of the blue spirit mm-hmm. and it's like oh it's Zuko yeah and this Which, is my like, this is great. also my defense for gotten a 
huge Twitter fight with Tyler <laughs> over whether Aang was a, is a Hufflepuff or a Gryffindor. And I believe that there are two kinds of people. There are people who firmly believe that Aang is a Hufflepuff and people who firmly believe that Aang is a Gryffindor. And I think he's a Hufflepuff because in the Blue Spirit episode, his enemy is lying there at the end. Aang state like, what happens is Zuko falls down and the mask falls off and Aang could have easily just left. And he actually does. He starts to run so away. Multiple occasions. And then he turns yeah. back and saves him. Mm-hmm. And then they're lying in the forest and a Gryffindor would have tied him up or killed him yeah. or run away or yeah. left him to die or something. Yeah. But Aang is such a Hufflepuff that he sits there and talks to him about his friend Kuzan yeah. in the Fire Nation and is like, Zuko, do you that. think we could ever be friends? I forgot about That's that. That's such a Hufflepuff thing. Are you kidding me? Anyway. So pure. I pre- So you were talking about yes. watching that episode. Yes. Yeah. When I was a kid. Uh, I didn't care about any of that that I remember as a kid. I was like, oh my gosh, Katara and Sokka are going to die because they got cold. They got sick, yeah. It was like, that's like those kind of things that I was focusing on when I was a kid that I thought was like high drama and like, oh, this is so exciting. So I, it would be interesting to know how I, what I thought of later episodes that obviously did ramp it up a little bit more, which I will never know. But yeah, just different things that I connected with as an adult versus what I think I would have as a kid. I think the, like, darker themes or plots or whatever, like, ba- the Ba Sing say mm-hmm. there is no war in Ba Sing Se plot. I think that with kids and younger generations who watched it, it probably was just like, oh, what a, like, scary thing for a fictional world to make right. up. Right. Oh. Whereas Ooh. it's Ooh. creepier and weirder and darker for us to watch it because we know that, like, that's a reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and like as kids, you're like, oh, what a like scary, like it's just as scary as like the boogeyman mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And Not as an adult, you know that like reality, that kind of stuff does happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I'm a big book nerd and writer and I appreciate a well-told story. There were a couple of moments in this where it was like Aang or Sokka or somebody said something and like setting up a line for somebody else. And my brain kind of jumped ahead and was like, they're gonna say this really cheesy thing or like, you know, that's what they're setting up for this gag or whatever. And they wouldn't do that. It would be like better writing than I anticipated, which was kind of fun. It was like, I kind of had to up my opinion of the writers a little bit Mm -hmm. as it went on. Like they weren't gonna take the the easy, cheap gag. They were gonna actually have really good dialogue throughout the show, which- These writers were like really good. Mm -hmm. Oh, another- it's not a fun fact, but it's a fact again. <laughs> An interesting fact. The episode, uh, Appa's Lost Days. Uh, oh my which, gosh, by I the forgot way, about that whole storyline. So, also killed me. Oh, Appa another, so actually another site, another one of my favorite episodes is the library when they're in the oh, desert yeah. and they go to visit the library. Sounds great. Um, but I don't think I could say that's my favorite because of what happens to Appa. Yep. Anyway, so... First of all, Nickelodeon wanted to traumatize us as children because the tales of Ba Sing Se is immediately followed by Appa's Lost Days. And I, yeah. so when I was, and I usually, when I was rewatching it this time, I would watch maybe like two or three episodes at a time. And I watched the tales of Ba Sing Se. I was sobbing. <laughs> 
I was like, I'm an adult. They should have like finished with Iroh's story, and not then, led with it, and then given you all of I these. I think it's like, because they're like, it's a kid's show. Like, I like, think if they had ended, it up after, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and then so that episode is immediately followed by Appa's Lost Days. Yeah, and I legit, I was so like, I was crying so hard from the previous one that I could not watch it. I, yeah. I like fast forwarded through it. I think. Oh, I forgot too. I think that I took a break in between those episodes, too, because I think I saw your tweet about, like, how that episode was so sad. Yeah. And I I was doing a lot of, like, trying to figure out what I knew about this story while I was watching it, and I realized I didn't necessarily know if Appa made it to the end. And so there was a little bit in my head that was like, Appa hasn't been in in these shows for a while, they don't know what happened, is this it? Like, is Appa going to make it out of this, too? I was very stressed in season two. So... I think that's another reason why season two, like, it's a good season, but it's mm-hmm. not my favorite season because season two is stressful. It's very stressful. Because there's, yeah. in the beginning of it, we have this rift between Iroh and Zuko. Mm-hmm. There's a whole episode where, like, there's a lot of, like, Katara and Toph fighting. Yeah. And being annoyed with each other. There's, like, Azula is, like, rising to power. Yeah. There's the bossing say plot, all this stuff that's I think really that's stressful. Why I liked it though because I didn't anticipate that from this show. Yeah, like, it's good writing. Yeah. So, so anyway, so the Oppa's Lost Days episode won a Humane Society Award for its portrayal of the mistreatment of animals. Aww. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? But that's not a good thing. It's not. That's why I said this isn't a fun fact. It's just a fact. What did I write down related to that? Hold on. Um. I saw another award. I'm sure this show has won tons of awards, but one of them I saw won an award for storytelling, but also in the way that it honestly portrayed the effects of war. Um, And I appreciate that so much because I see that skimmed over a lot in kids' shows. For example, uh, I've been watching The Clone Wars on Disney+. Plus. I'm a huge nerd. It's fine. Uh, (laughs) Oh, really? I didn't know. (laughs) Surprise! Uh, If you don't know, if any of your readers don't know, uh, The Clone Wars is a cartoon that takes place in between episode two and three of Star Wars. So it's kind of... This means nothing to me because I haven't seen a single piece of Star Wars. Oh, we gotta watch it. So it's essentially episode two ends with Anakin Skywalker, who will become Darth Vader, kind of being a cool Jedi and doing his thing. And then episode three opens up with him, like, significantly eviler than we left him. Oops. <laughs> so the Clone Wars cartoon is kind of in between to kind of bridge that gap. Um, and it's it's a fine show. It's not my favorite or anything like that. But there's a lot of episodes in that show where it's like, oh, wow, this is really showing, like, there was this really traumatic battle where a lot of the clones were just, like, brutally killed or... Anakin and Obi-Wan go and do this mission and like they're both really bothered by it and then they never speak of it again yeah I was like that kind of bothers me a little bit like I would joke after some of those like oh I hope there's an episode where they all go to the bar and like get some drinks and talk about this because this was really serious stuff and it's like now they're just kind of it's just kind of an episode a week kind of thing like an adventure a week kind of thing but I really appreciated with Avatar that not that you know they lingered on these sad traumatic things, but it impacted the it decisions that yeah. the characters made. It was never something like, that they swept aside. Specifically, with. I'm thinking in the Zuko Alone episode, mm-hmm. where they don't, like, sure, they're showing this, like, transformation and journey that Zuko's going on, and they're kind of, like, explaining why he is who he is. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they still show 
that this village and these people have been hurt by the Fire Nation. Yep. And when, even when Zuko has been helping this family and helping this little boy, when he's revealed to be a part and the prince of mm-hmm. this nation that has been doing like systematic harm, mm-hmm. that it's like unforgivable. Yeah. And, and yeah, that comes up when he is confronting the Fire Lord later on yeah. in season three. He doesn't, like, specifically say it, but he references, like, these people are terrified and they should be. Like, I've been among them. I've seen what we've done. And I've, like, stayed with this family. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Yep, that yep, yep. Just mostly the whole, oh, also, the whole story flows together. So also, well. in Ba Sing Se, they, mm-hmm. they touch on, and they do they do this a lot more in The Legend of Korra, mm-hmm. with Ba Sing Se specifically, but they talk about, like, the class system and poverty yeah. and stuff because there's the upper ring, the mid ring, the middle ring, and the mm-hmm. lower ring. Mm-hmm. And in Legend of Korra, there's a season particularly where um, it focuses on like this rift and how Ba Sing Se is like crumbling and it's weak because it's mm-hmm. so divided and the lower ring is so poor and at an unfair advantage compared to the rest of the city. Yeah. And stuff, yeah. So. Um, okay, and then some questions I didn't send you. Oh, snap. Who was your favorite character? Uncle Iroh. Uh, I love him so much. Uh, I saw a Father's Day image going around like a week or so ago for Father's Day of the gang all like group hugging Iroh and it just warmed my little heart. So right. glad he didn't die. Follow up question. Yes. Who's your favorite maybe like side character or background character or, or something like that? Ooh. That maybe it's not a part of the main gang. Yeah. yeah. There's like so many coming to mind. I really liked Monkey Yatso. Like, that's kind of a random one, but... And he was really only in season one. I could pick somebody a little more relevant, but I loved, like... He was just... He felt like a grown-up Aang, where he was very wise and, like... Yeah. A good leader and, like, guide for Aang, but he was also very, like, goofy and fun and wanted Aang to have, like, a good childhood and everything. And yeah. I really liked him. Nice. Um, I liked Jet until he... Jet. Maybe died. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was really unclear. My favorite character is Zuko. <laughs> Like, like literally, very close like, second for me. Literally every Zuko. other girl who watched this show. It's fine. It's not because he's hot. We're all in love with Zuko. Yep. It's fine. Yep. The hair. It's the hair. If you were a bender, what element would you bend? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Really? Is that? I thought for sure you'd be like, oh, duh, she would ask this. No, I didn't. I didn't think you would ask me other questions. So this is fun. Yeah, um, I wanted to be a I bit more on the spot. I want to say Earth. Or not Earth. Uh, I want to say water. I, not necessarily because I know that, like, oh, my personality really matches with that, as my personality does not seem to match at all with the others. Like, I don't think I'm aggressive enough for Earth or fire. I don't think I'm peaceful enough for air. I don't think anyone is. Does anyone deserve to be <laughs> nope. an airbender, nope. really? Nope. So I think I could, yeah, I think water is a good balance between like kind of a bridge between the two like it is powerful and i like that katara makes it a lot more weaponized later Mm -hmm. on with like the ice and being able to like track people and stuff but it's also got like healing aspects to it yep so i think i'd go with that cool how about you mary clay I would be a firebender. Does that, <laughs> does that surprise anyone? Nah. I can um, see it. I can see it. Not with no, my not like evil way. Unnecessary aggression against random things. <laughs> no. Um, would you yeah, have a dance probably, party for all your classmates? Yeah. Like, <laughs> be it. Oh, that's another. So we. So listen. When we finish watching the finale, uh, Bethany told me that she had seen a joke about like there's a TikTok of a guy and it's like two people in 
the tea shop and they're like, yo, I just got back from the Fire Lord's coronation. Lee is the Fire Lord. No way. They're like, Lee? Lee with the tea? <laughs> and there's a follow-up to that and it's like the Fire Nation kids realizing that this random kid who threw them a dance party oh, yeah. is the Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Um, I really enjoyed that episode too because it was so goofy like yeah, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Fire Nation school. It's fun. Also, in that episode, it sh- it like accurately shows how inaccurately history is written mm-hmm. because there's it's a very like short, subtle moment, but there's a moment in the episode where the teacher's like, "When did the Fire Nation fight the Air Nation army or mm-hmm. whatever?" And then Aang is like, "But the Air Nation didn't have a formalized military mm-hmm. or formal formalized isn't a word, is it?" Uh, uh, the Air Nation didn't have a formal military yeah. um, because they're peaceful people, mm-hmm. and the way that the Fire Nation is telling this history of how the Hundred Year War started, because mm-hmm. this was a hundred years ago, so mm-hmm. the people who were teaching it weren't even they around, yeah. so they don't know the truth. Mm-hmm. And they're telling the story that it was the Air Nation and the Fire Nation fought, and it's mm-hmm. like, no, the Air, the Fire Nation came in and wiped out the Air Nation mm-hmm. is what happened. Yep. It was all, that, that was all very <sighs> Hitler Youth-y. Yeah, oh yeah. And it wasn't when they go and, like, do music class or whatever, they're playing, like, Fire Nation anthems, or, like, marches or something. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that whole thing. It, that that's a fun episode, and like I really enjoyed watching the episode. But there were a lot of parts in there where you're like, Ooh. and like that's what that's <laughs> why I think the show has held up mm-hmm. so well over the years is yeah. because of those smaller moments that like show the reality mm-hmm. of like war and and, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. What was maybe like one of your favorite jokes or running gags or or something like that or a line? Oh gosh, I don't know. I feel like I'd have to look back through the episodes, or maybe. Uh, is, was there a particular moment where you were like, ha, that was good, that was funny? Uh, probably, I don't know. My mind is going blank. Like, okay, look at, so, one that got me- You, you go, you go. One that got me was when Sokka, it's at the start of the Boiling Rock episode, Sokka is going to sneak off, and Zuko's sitting on Appa, and scares Sokka, and he falls down, and he's like, fine, you caught me, are you happy? And Zuko goes, I'm never happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fine. You caught me. I'm gonna rescue my dad. You happy now? I'm never happy. I did really enjoy all of the angsty Zuko. The, what was it when he joined the gang and uh, Sokka thinks like Appa swallowed somebody and so he goes climbing into his mouth and Zuko's like, get out of the bison's mouth, Sokka. <laughs> I did like that one a lot. No, that was when... That was in the finale when Aang yeah. disappears. And he th- oh, and I saved a TikTok of it, too, because it's so funny. Papa ate Momo! Momo, I'm coming for you, buddy! Get out of the bison's mouth, Sokka. Uh, you don't have to have an answer for this. I was no, because I know that I'm going to regret if I don't. Okay, well, maybe, like, a... Maybe another way to ask this is like, did you think the show was funny? Because yes. a lot of, that's another part that I think people like sharing and resharing or like the jokes yeah. or the funny lines or whatever. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking of all, like I honestly really did like the Cabbage Guy and I like that it was a reoccurring <laughs> thing through there. I liked all of Zuko's angst, liked the, that's, that's rough buddy. Yeah, and I remember that as a kid because obviously that's what you're going to remember more as a little kid is the stuff that was funny and made you laugh. And kind of thinking back on that before I started watching it, it was like, oh, this is going to be like a goofy kid's show. Am I going to like this? But it was like, it was genuinely really funny at times. There were a couple where I was like, the joke didn't really land with me. It was kind of meant for the younger kids. But overall, I liked it a lot. All right. I think that was like a good 
discussion wrap up yeah i mean were there any any like final thoughts or anything you have you got me when we watched it together at the end uh you asked me like halfway through what i thought was gonna happen right and i legitimately did not know which was fun uh, because yeah, because of... when we started, I was like, "Oh, how, so how do you th- like you do for me all the time?" Yeah, yes, <laughs> oh, listeners, this was also like a fun journey for me because it's reversed our relationship mm-hmm. where I have been watching Bethany like make predictions and experience things for the first. Oh, like yep. there was one, like there was one episode that we were re that we were doing together or whatever, and I kept making jokes about like, "Hmm, I'm sure that won't come up again." Wink, oh, yeah. wink. And then there was an episode where they mentioned, like, Zuko's mom running. I think it was Zuko alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you text me and you're like, hmm, Z- so Zuko's mom is still alive? Oh, yeah. I'm sure that won't come up again. And I wanted so badly <laughs> to be like, won't. it won't. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I was so upset. They address it kind. Uh, they address it in the comics that okay. they've written. Which I kind of want to read. I kind of want to read I have comics. A, I have a link I'll send you. Oh, sweet. Thanks. Yeah. That they they do go into and they they make a great joke about this in Legend of the, like the very in like the first like five minutes of Legend of Korra yeah and it starts off with Aang's son who is an Airbender Tenzin and his family come to the South Pole to meet Korra where mm-hmm. she's the new Avatar and they come down there and one of Tenzin's children goes up to Katara and is like oh Grandma Grand Grand. I've been reading all about your old adventures, and I've been dying to ask you, what happened to Zuko's mom? Well, Denora, it's an incredible tale. Brendan, you look old. Oh. So, like, that was, again, the writers poking fun that, like, right. they knew this was a burning question the yep. fandom has had. And they're just going to keep saying, nope. But it was written about in the in the comics. Gotcha. But... I'll have to read it. But anyway, okay. yeah, so when we yeah. were starting, I was like, starting the finale, I was like, so how do you think this is going to end? Because mm-hmm. obviously I know, and I love it when you ask me those questions. So, yeah. And you were like, well, I thought Aang was going to kill the Fire Lord, I, but... it wasn't even, like, that's not even something that I considered before. It was just assumed, like, this is what he has to do. Lord. He has yeah. to kill the Fire Lord. That's the point of this show. And then they had that episode where Aang, like, starts to question that and is like, wait, I don't kill things... I'm a vegetarian. I don't want well, to do this. Because the... I can't remember if it's the episode. I think it's the episode before Ember Island Players. And yeah. it ends with... Because Katara goes off and is like, I'm going to kill this man who killed my mom. Mm-hmm. And Aang's like, Fight, like, killing is not going to solve yeah. anything. And they mm-hmm. get back. And Zuko's like, so I'm glad that this adventure ended happily and mm-hmm. we're all fine. But, like, what do you think is going to happen when you go to fight my dad? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that's how the episode And ends. that was the first time I'd really thought, and I'm sure, like, the rest of the audience, too, were like, wait oh. a minute. <laughs> um, so that was really cool. And then I didn't really have an answer for it. Mm-hmm. Like, watching it, I kind of, like, part of me thought, well, he's going to have to do it anyway, but that would be really dark for a kid's show if we introduced this conflict. And then we're like, nah, it's fine. He'll just kill him. No worries. Um, but they... I don't know if they came up with a good way to work around it. It was a little bit deus ex machina, but yeah. it worked out. So actually, in Legend of Korra, they do. there's a really great... I think it's... It might be a two-part episode um, where they go... And it's so cool because they use a totally different animation style. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go into the history and they show the first Avatar. Oh, cool. And they show that what happened was he, like, long long ago, the fort No. <laughs> um, billions of years ago, whatever, mm-hmm. when there was no Avatar, people lived on these lion turtle islands. 
lions. Ah. And the lion turtle, there were four lion turtles and they would give people the power of an element so that they could go into the woods and like protect themselves. Okay. But then they would take it back. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is the avatar goes, he gets like banished into the spirit forest and he gets to keep the gift of fire. And then he slowly like learns the world of the spirits and then he eventually learns that there's there are other lion turtle cities. Mm-hmm. And he goes around and each of the lion turtles bestow on him the gift to the gift of like air, water, earth. Mm-hmm. So he has all the elements and stuff. So this concept of like, oh, the lion turtles are the ones who originally gave the avatar the gift. So when Aang goes to when he has that like weird thing where he's on the lion turtle island yeah. and meets the lion turtle. The thing that the lion turtle did. Oh, that's right. We were watching it and you were like, I don't know what he just said. Because yeah, his voice it was is all really like gravelly. gravelly and, yeah. Essentially what he did there. I don't know if he gave Aang the power to do it or if he just like kind of let Aang know that like, hey, you have this power oh, okay. to take away people's bending. Okay. That would make, I would appreciate that more if it was a, this is a power, like a latent power that you didn't know about. Than, so. Uh, Hey, but I like, know you don't want to kill the fire lord. So it kind of goes. Give you so it kind of goes back to the sources of like the lion turtles are the ones who gave mm-hmm. the gift of elements okay. originally. Which that makes sense. I've already got such a high opinion of this show and its storytelling. I feel like they could have dropped something like that in a season or two ago to kind of lead up to it. It just kind of felt like it was out. Oh, of, for sure, out of the blue. But I it kind was of still, it was still a fantastic so, finale. Kind of on that train of thought, was there anything like overall about the series that didn't live up to current standards, or you thought like, eh, that like that wasn't that good, or mm. that was kind of disappointing, or something? Not really, except for that I thought was kind of a weird, not plot hole, but it was kind of a weird last minute thing. And with Zuko's mom, I thought that was strange. And it would have been less strange, like I could have kind of written it off if they didn't have him like right at the end of the show, go and confront his father and say like, where's my mother? Because that was very much a like, oh, we remember this. We're just not going to tell you what happened. Yeah, and I want to, I want to like look more into it. A part of me, like watching it now as an adult in the way that like I know that TV shows are created mm-hmm. and how TV shows keep getting renewed or, yeah. or whatever and how sequels keep com- keep coming out is like watching it now you think, oh, uh, very obviously this was the writers trying to set up for another season, perhaps, or maybe a spinoff show where it follows Zuko. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to, like, restore the Fire Nation. Yeah. And, or, like, help, you know, repair the damages and stuff that they've done. Mm -hmm. And then it would go into, like, him discovering what happened to his mom. Yeah. But I guess, obviously, that didn't happen, so Mm -hmm. that's when I think they made the comics. Right. Because the comics do go into that that territory. Yay! I'm so glad I finally got to watch it. Yay! I've been wanting to for a while. It's like, you know... It was just a matter of time. It was just a matter of time and finding a place to watch it. Exactly, right, yeah. Nickelodeon, if you're listening, I would appreciate it if you could put Legend of Korra on Netflix. I have found... Oh, listeners, I... Can you say this? I mentioned it... Oh, I've already mentioned it in, I think, last week's episode. You can watch Legend of Korra on a website called animedao.com. Spelled anime dao.com just be warned that like there whenever you like click on the play button or the pause button or whatever there will be a pop-up ad that's annoying but once you close out of it it's fine <laughs> and that's how i've been watching legend of Korra. and there are a lot of moments from like oh man the writers really didn't care. because so i guess my my warning 
about Legend of Korra is that don't, because a lot of people hate on it, unnecessarily in my opinion, they hate on it. Because, and the reason they hate on it is because they're like, they're probably coming at it from a frame of mind of like, oh, this is like Avatar the sequel or whatever. Mm. It's not a sequel. Think of it as like, it's an entirely new, because it is. It's an entirely new story. It's set you know, 80, 90 years, whatever, in the future after Aang has died. Yeah. A lot has changed. It's not about Aang and Kantara and Sokka and Zuko anymore. It's about this next generation and these new problems that have emerged. Mm -hmm. And it was also the writers writing a show. They weren't writing, like, a show for a new generation of 10-year-olds for them to enjoy their generation's avatar. They were writing it for our generation who had since grown up yeah and could handle these like darker themes or whatever so anyway that's fun <laughs> yeah dark we, we just finished talking about the depressing chapter of turn of the I know, king right? so right dark and spooky kind of mood yep 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 all right i don't know how to end these things my cabbages